Percy, it is wonderful to look toward the future, but what are your thoughts about embracing the present? It's a great question, Wayne. There certainly are times in one's present day-to-day living that should be savored and enjoyed, particularly during moments of challenge and struggle. Let's discuss this mental shift more in-depthly with today's conversation. Yeah, we'll meet a cancer patient who has adopted this attitude during the highs and lows of his cancer journey. The following program is produced and sponsored by City of Hope, a world leader in cancer research, treatment, and prevention. Information discussed during this program is not medical advice. Be sure to talk to your medical doctor for information and advice relating to your health. Welcome to Health, Hope, and Inspiration with Percy McRae, National Director of Specialized Outreach at City of Hope. I'm Wayne Shepard, and I have the privilege of sitting here with Percy to bring this podcast to you each week. And we've titled this one, In the Midst of Hardship, Seize the Moment, Percy. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's, um, this is going to be a very compelling conversation. I loved this discussion. And really the theme for me and the focus was around the idea of, regardless of what may happen tomorrow or next week, uh, understand that there are moments that are sitting in front of us right now that we need to cherish and savor and make work for us right now and and do everything that we can do to enjoy those moments. And we're going to hear that theme from this conversation. Yep. Our guest will be Lee Baker coming up in just a few moments. You'll meet this former missionary who's uh, actively going through prostate cancer right now. So we'll uh, meet that guest momentarily. Uh, thank you for the comments and questions that keep rolling into us through our website. Percy, I'm looking at one from Shorewood, Illinois, not far from where I live. Mm-hmm. And it reads as follows. I have stage four lung cancer, and I really haven't heard any podcast on this type of cancer. Not sure if that's a good or bad thing. Mm. Well, we're, we're going to correct that. So in just a minute. <laughs> okay. All right. I love listening to your podcast as they do help me cope. I am of Christian faith. And I appreciate all that you both do. Well, thank you so much. We appreciate that. Yeah. Uh, I just wish I could hear stories of people with with my same diagnosis. Thank you and God bless. Well, with that being said, uh, and, and this is something for us to talk about and remind people in the future, there is a function on the um, actual Health, Hope, and Inspiration website that says, listen. And when you push that button, it will give you a drop down. And one of the things that you can type in is uh, cancer types. And if there's any previous shows that we have discussed that talks about those particular types of cancers, and we Mm -hmm. have certainly uh, had conversations with people who have had lung cancer, it'll populate those shows so that you can kind of access them and listen. So please uh, go to the navigation bar on health, hope, and inspiration.com and then hit listen, and then type in, uh, well, you'll get a drop down, then you can type in uh, lung cancer or pancreatic cancer or whatever, and those shows will pop up and you can look at them as a quick way to index and find previous shows very quickly. Because we're now, uh, even with the recording of this show, this is our 370th, uh, 74th, 74. Yeah, yeah, 374th. There's a lot of shows to remember and try. But who's to, uh, counting? <laughs> <laughs> and maybe we have 370 more as we keep yeah. moving forward. Amen. All right. Well, that's a very helpful tip, by the way. And uh, thank you for that comment from Illinois. Mm-hmm. Again, go to the website, healthhopeandinspiration.com. And while you're there, why don't you leave your own comment or question for us? Yeah. Click on the connect button, and that'll give you a chance to type in that comment or question. Percy, would you like to open with scripture today? 
Yes, sir. So our spiritual nugget is found in the book of Hebrews, chapter 13, verse 2, and it reads as follows. Do not forget to show hospitality hmm, to strangers, for by doing so, some people have shown hospitality to angels without knowing. And when you listen to today's conversation, you're going to understand why we picked that scripture. <laughs> Percy brings us our guest here in just a few moments. If you or someone you love is fighting cancer, consider City of Hope with locations from coast to coast. Their team of more than 11,000 includes researchers, associates, scientists, doctors, nurses, allied health professionals, graduate students, fundraising specialists, marketing professionals, volunteers, and support staff, all united by their desire to find cures and save lives. Visit our website at healthhopeandinspiration.com and click on Sponsor to learn more about City of Hope. Or contact a member of their team with questions you may have about your treatment options by simply calling 866-712-HOPE, 866-712, and the letters H-O-P-E, 4673. City of Hope uses a patient-centered approach and a wide range of technologies and techniques to deliver precision medicine, personalized care, and spiritual support. Please learn more at healthhopeandinspiration.com. Well, hey, 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 this is Pastor P., and again, back with another compelling conversation, Reverend Percy McRae, to talk about all things relevant to cancer and the journey of cancer and, and people's walk of faith with cancer. And today I'm privileged and honored to have Lee Baker with us, who is a uh, prostate cancer patient. He is still actively treating uh, stage 3B, and we'll talk a little bit about that, uh, diagnosed uh, basically five years ago and at the time of this recording uh, he's a phys physical therapist by trade. He's a former missionary to uh, the country of Nepal. 19 years uh, he spent out on the missionary field, and I need to connect him with my mom. She spent in Nepal as a short-term missionary, and I'm sure they have great stories that they can share one with another. Treating now, uh, actively treating at City of Hope Atlanta, and uh, we're excited to have him here today. Welcome to the show. How are you, Lee, my friend? Well, I'm, I'm doing fine. Thank you very much for having me. Well, thank you, my friend. Thank you for being willing to share your story. Of course, that's what this platform is designed to do, is to give cancer patients opportunity to talk about their journey, their experience. Um, I've been doing this a really, really long time, and, and what I'm clear about is that there hasn't always been available space or platform for people to talk about uh, having cancer or going through cancer without it being some kind of, you know, memorial service or a memoriam of some sort. And uh, people are still a little uncomfortable talking and hearing about cancer. And so we want to open up this dialogue accordingly so that people can be blessed, inspired and helped. That being said, uh, as I open every show, do you remember the day and the place when you first heard the words, you have cancer? And when you did hear that, how did you feel and how did you react, my friend? Yeah, I can vividly remember. I got a phone call from my urologist's office. It was Valentine's Day. Wow. And it, right near the close of work, it was probably 4.30, 5 o'clock. My wife was there because she's also a physical therapy assistant. And so we were in the room and got the news that my Gleason scores were quite high and that I had prostate cancer. And um, so in my stomach, there was a, just a little bit of a, I don't know, like you got kicked or mm. your breath was taken away. Yeah. 
And then at the same time, a little bit of uh, maybe feistiness rose up. And uh, I remember turning to my wife and saying, okay, Lisa, we don't know what cancer is going to take in the future, but it can't have our Valentine's Day today. Let's go out to eat like we had planned Wow! and let's enjoy our marriage. So it was this dual thing of like getting kicked in the gut. Yeah. And yet this other thing that kind of rised up and said, let's seize the day. And it's ironic uh, when I hear that, you know, and of course, uh, there are still many men who are uncomfortable, obviously, talking about prostate cancer. And, and I have these discussions often with about all sorts of things, uh, colon cancer, prostate cancer. But one of the things is that, you know, uh, particularly for men having to address that s- sort of similar to women with, I guess, to a certain extent, uh, w- uh, being told that you have breast cancer. You know, it's 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 a huge hit to the psyche on many different levels. And, and the irony of, of being on Valentine's Day. Uh, you know, with your sweetie, you know, I love the fact that, you know, you made the transition and said, I'm not, we're not going to let this ruin our Valentine's Day. We're going to, we're just going to look at each other and love up on each other and, and, and we'll work through whatever needs to be worked through. Having said that, uh, let's talk a little bit about your clinical treatment and care. What, what type of treatment have you received? You're still actively treating right, right now. I am. Right. I am. Because the cancer was already outside the prostate, I ended up having um, radiation. I okay. skipped the surgical portion, mm-hmm. and they did seed implants into my prostate, yeah. and then they did external beam radiation across my intestines and also up near my thyroid and some of the areas where they felt it was possibly metastasized too, yeah. and, and my seminal vesicle. So there was – I had uh, – about 28 to 30 treatments of radiation Mm -hmm. with seeds of radiation implanted into my prostate. And then I was also given uh, Lupron or Mm -hmm. Eligard and um, Zandi, which is, um, was kind of a second layer as, and then a prolia to help prevent my bones from breaking. So it was a hormone therapy along with radiation you've been through that and you're working through that now even as we speak and and one of the things that uh i think is really important uh to kind of talk about here is that your faith has been, is and has been a very important part of your journey and mentally obviously emotionally uh, and and one of the things that when we were talking before we started recording is that uh one of the unusual remarkable kind of things about your your path was when you were uh, flying down, you're from the Virginia area going to do your first set of treatment. Uh, you had a, a pretty remarkable experience on your airplane ride that uh, reinforced to you that God had you. He, he, he was holding you in the hollow of his hand and that he was going to be with you every step of the way. Why don't you share with, with the audience this, this pretty incredible experience on, on your first airplane ride down to your treatment? Yeah, so... Um I'm a physical therapist. We have some really good hospitals up in our area, Mm -hmm. but I was led to go down to the cancer center down in Atlanta. And so I'm on the plane and I'm just having second thoughts. I'm sitting there thinking, Lord, have I done the right thing? What the heck? I'm on this plane and I'm going all the way down there. Well, I got to Georgia, right? (laughs) Right. And I got to do it for 28 days, 30 days. 
And so I was just, you know, insecure and just questioning, did I hear you right or am I crazy? And so um, a man came up to me and he goes, this, you know, may I sit next to my wife? And so his wife was sitting next to me and I said, well, well, certainly. So I get out of my seat and he goes and sits in my seat next to his wife. Mm. And I sit down on the plane on in what was his seat. And there's an empty seat next to me. And, you know, I'm still at that same spot. Lord, am I, what am I doing? Yeah. And, and this lady comes scampering onto the plane late and kind of on standby. She got in by the, you know, just the hair of her chinny chin chin <laughs> kind of thing. You know, she just gets in there. And she sits down. And so, you know, we really hadn't even introduced ourselves or anything. We just sat down. The plane took off. And five minutes into the flight, we're off the ground. Mm. She turns to me and she goes, is your name Lee Baker? Mm. And I was shocked. I I, I looked. Did I have my air ticket sticking out right. so she could read it? Right. Or was it down in the little thing where the magazine was? Mm-hmm. Because I said, there's no, how did she know that? Right. And, and, um, and I go, yes, and you've got my attention. Yeah. And she said, you know, one of the kids that was in your youth group that you used to help with her, she's, she called me and said, Hey, or texted me and said, if you run into this guy named Lee Baker, you'll like him. I know he's flying hmm. today from that airport. She didn't know what airline I was using. She didn't know what time my flight was. All she knew was that she was prompted by the Lord to send a text to her, come to find out that's her pastor's wife. Wow. Hey, there's this guy named Lee Baker, and if you run into him, it'll be nice for you to meet him. He was a good friend and helpful in my growing up. And so she, she tells me this, and then... You know, she had some issues going on, and I talked with her, yeah. and we prayed. The flight to Atlanta just went zooming by. Uh-huh. But the point was this. It was like, there is no way that I could have arranged to sit next to this lady, wow. given my circumstances at that time. <laughs> and God got me up from my seat to move me to her. this man's husband's, or this woman's husband's seat uh-huh. and then got her in to scurry on next to me <laughs> and then gave her enough courage i mean i'm sure she sat there for five minutes thinking if i ask this guy if he's lee baker she, he's going to think i'm crazy yeah yeah and and it was just wonderful fellowship and then it was just like i just was able to calm down i was able to say lee if he can do that he's got you you are where you're supposed to be wow and and God used that a lot during the four weeks when I was down there. One of the questions they would ask often was, you know, what brings you comfort? Yeah. And I would bring that story up and I says, that brings me comfort to know that the creator of the universe <laughs> is working things out so that he can make sure that his little boy is reassured in a scary time. You know, it's, 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 it is an amazing story. When you told me the first time, I, I was still trying to process that, because yeah, you could not have scripted that. You just could not have done that. 
and and the 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 scripture that comes to mind is that you know be careful when you're entertaining strangers because you may be entertaining angels unaware. Yeah. You know, uh, that that and God says that he will send angels to give charge over us to make sure that our feet does not dash against the stones. And in other words, it, in, in moments of uh, fear, uh, anxiety, uncertainty, God has us. You know, he's concerned about us and that that he will send help uh, to reassure and reinforce, you know, exactly what it is that he has given us. Uh, plans and 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 instructions to do and just what a wonderful wonderful story for someone who may be just being diagnosed with cancer who needs to hear uh, that God is going to be involved in every intricate part of 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 mm. your journey and your pathway I, I so appreciate you sharing that well you're still in the midst of your journey you're still treating you're still fighting the good fight of faith you know so uh my thought or question to you would be Lee particularly given the fact that you've spent you know, so many years on the mission field, uh, you're you're kind of on a different mission field now, and and it's close to home. It's you. You're the mission field at this point, versus going somewhere abroad into a remote area and praying with and helping people and 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 showing the love and the life and the hope of God. But you're 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 on your own mission field right now. Let's let's talk about. Uh, what have you learned or what are you learning about yourself and about God in the midst of your journey that you're on right now, my friend? Yeah, one thing that I um, I decided to do is, you know, one of my communities is a Parkinson's group, a stroke group, amputee groups. And I decided to be really open about the fact that I had cancer. Okay. And that I was going to be treated. I, I didn't want it to be you know, I'm the caregiver or I'm the the, the treater and mm-hmm. you're the, but it became this community of people. And it was amazing. And it still is amazing. I just finished a, pro, a thing with a lot of my, three of my patients, and they were teaching the occupational therapy students about how to do certain skills. Mm-hmm. And so that community came all around me. Wow. So the whole idea of Man, you need community, yeah. and and it, it 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 made me a better therapist. It it made my um my patients open up to me more, and I opened up to them. And mm. you know, we've cried and we've prayed together and we've laughed, and that's been such a gift, you know. And yeah. um, so it's deepened me as a therapist because I'm in the fight too. You know, I deal with fatigue just like they deal right. with fatigue. Right. I deal with, I get hot flashes. Yeah. I, you know, all of the, you know, different things, yep. but I have issues and, and, you know, they're asking me, Hey, how, how are the, how were the results when you went down for the test yeah. or how are things going? And um, so that was one thing that, you know, it was, it's in our weakness that Christ is the most glorified. That is true. And, you know, I, I hate to have it that way. I'd rather it be out of my strength. <laughs> right, know? exactly. You know, Paul says the same thing. It's it's through our weakness that Christ is glorified the most. Yeah. And 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 yeah, you're you're absolutely right. And and the truth of the matter is, you know, I'm a big kind of burly guy, I'm an ex basketball player. And I remember when I was told that I had cancer and, and for a minute, you're right, it was the wind was taken out of my cell. I had to kind of regroup when that wa- and let that wash over you. And then when I began to, as you did, share with people, 
you know, it's it's in our weaknesses that then we're strong, you know, because when when we're kind of on top of the mountain, you know, God doesn't really get a whole lot of glory from us, does he? You know, because we in some ways we think it's us, you know, we're just we're tough. You know, we're just kind of managing things. And it it brings us to a place that's the great equalizer. And and how uh, wonderful as as one who's in uh, the physical, you know, wellness uh, arena to be able to use your situation as as a platform to kind of humanize yourself with the people that you treat and that you serve and allow them. Because one of the great things that that uh, I love about the work that I do in this platform is opening up the conversation and the communication about cancer that so that we're no longer hiding in the shadows about this conversation today, you know, what would you say to anyone who, any man who's just being diagnosed for the first time with with prostate cancer to encourage them? Yeah, I would say that it's really challenging, you know, even to the strongest of marriages, even to the strongest believer, Yeah, that it's challenging. You know, it, um, it really hit me at the core. It made me feel so inadequate at times. Sure. It made me feel at times like, my wife deserved better, yeah. a real man that could please her yeah. and take care of her needs. And um, and yet, you know, that's not the that's a, a lie. It, my wife, mm. she's committed to me. Yeah. And she loves me. Yeah. And intimacy, you know, what's hard is I have to learn how to do intimacy all over in a different way. Yeah, yeah. And, a, new, a new normal. That, a new normal. That's right. And it it takes some work. And sometimes I get it right, and other times I don't. And um, so that's that's a big thing. It, and I know this in my head, but to get it to my heart has been a journey. Mm. Is my identity is not based on my sexual function. It's not based on the fact that I'm a pole vaulter at Auburn. Or, you know, it's not based on the fact that. I'm strong and I can take care of these patients. Yeah. It's based on the fact that Jesus loves me. Yeah. He loves me so, so much. And and I'm his. Mm. And he 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 just arranged the plane so that lady could sit next to me. <laughs> yeah. Amazing. And he and he walks with me the same way, you know, each and every day. When I'm in the radiation tube. There was one time, man, it was, I just felt like he was lying in that tube next to me saying, Hey Lee, what do you want, man? I'm, you know, I'm here with you. And, and I had a one time at, on a bench where it was like, it was uh new year's or something, some holiday. And it was mm-hmm. like, you know, what's your wish Lee? Yeah. And I was like, wow, Jesus, what are you asking? What's your wish? Right. And, you know, and, and I was, able to say, really, Jesus, what I want is you. Yeah. I want to love you and know you in a way that I have never, mm. ever experienced. Can you take this little boy up into your lap? Yeah. yeah. Hold him against your heart as I am confused. And this is new territory. Correct. And I need to know you in a different, new, fresh, powerful way. And so, you know, what a gift that is. Yes. Yes. And so the other thing I would say is John Piper wrote this really cool book called Don't Waste Your Cancer. Mm-hmm. I'm familiar. And I thought, you know, and I 
I was able to see so many people I would have never, ever met yes. and have them minister to me and me to them. Yes. And I still have staff at the hospital that, you know, they were praying for babies to happen and they got their babies now. Yeah, and, you yeah. Know, we, we celebrate what God has done. Yes. And, um, you know, one time specific, I was getting ready to go in the, the tube for a bone scan and I just felt like, the Lord was saying, hey, pray for this lady. Because mm. we always ask for, hey, pray for the test, right. pray that it goes good, yada, yada. And I and she just began breaking down. Wow. And she said, our school's on lockdown. My children's school's on lockdown right now because there's possible incident. Mm. And, you know, and I just began to pray with her and she began to get peace. And, and I thought, I wouldn't, you know, there would have been no one there to comfort her. Right. At that time, but God got me there so my bone scan could happen at the time she needed me the most yeah, yep. so that I could pray with her. So um, there's just an, lots of opportunities in the midst of the struggles that are beautiful and funny and joyous as well as hard. Yeah. It, it reminds me of a, a statement, and of course, on the heels of the Nashville school shooting that took place. And the tragedy of that and, and what an amazing moment to be able to be in place, uh, to be able to minister to this woman who's hurting and, and struggling and, and fearful. And it reminds me of the scripture that when the disciples asked Jesus about a man that was born blind from birth. And the question was, who sinned here? Did the mother sin? Did the father sin? Or did this young man sin? And Jesus said, nobody sinned here. That this was allowed to happen so that the works of God can be glorified and displayed. And it's a tough, tough theological hoop to jump through when you're the person that God is using to 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 glorify himself through through his works. But you're going through your negative challenge and your negative circumstance. But you're you're there to bless someone else because we don't get to pick and choose how God uses us or when he uses us. Thank God that you showed up and thank God that you were available uh, to be a vessel for him. I, I'm so excited and privileged to meet you. I'll, I'll close on this note, my friend, and it's just been a joy talking with you, is at this stage of the game, what continues to give you hope? What continues to drive your hope at this point? Yeah, I've um, this I know, and, and the pastor in Atlanta reminded me over and over again, he goes, Jesus's plans for me are for a future and for a hope. Yeah. yeah. Now, how long that future is, yep. I don't know. Yeah. But he's come to give me life. Yeah. And I'm going to have as much life as I can. You know, like I've been able to have two bucket trips, one with my wife and one with my son. Mm. My son and I just went to Egypt. Oh, and okay. Climbed Mount Sinai and uh, all that. Yeah. And, um, it was fabulous. And now my two girls and I are going to go on a trip. And so just to seize each moment and to realize, you know, I was a, a workaholic. I was pouring myself into work mm. and all that I did. And just to realize that I have this gift of time and it's limited. And and what am I going to do with it? Yeah. How am I going to live it yeah. in a way that would honor God and would be that abundant life that he has for me? So. That would be my thing. Hey, find life, whether it's the sun rising in a new way, whether it's holding your wife in a different way for a new time because mm. you've never held her like that before because right. this is such an important time. 
you know, that, those kind of things. Do the things that you thought you should have done but never did. Yeah. And yeah. Um, just go after life, life full of abundance and serve, serve others, you know. Yep. Give yourself to God, serve others. Each day, fill your heart with gratitude. Wow. I salute you, my friend, and I want you to know that you have someone here that is also standing with you in agreement uh, that the best is still potentially yet to come in your life. Thank you so much, Lee. Yes, thank you, Lee, and thank you, Percy. Percy will rejoin us here in just a moment. According to the National Cancer Institute, approximately 39% of men and women will be diagnosed with cancer at some point during their lifetimes. Caring for people living with cancer is a growing need in every church today. To address this issue, we've developed the Our Journey of Hope Ministry Leaders Network to equip and empower every Christian leader to better meet this great need. If you are a pastor, a leader in your church or congregation, we want to invite you to join our growing family of informed ministry leaders in the Our Journey of Hope Ministry Leaders Network. Joining is absolutely free. When you sign up, you'll receive online access to exclusive leaders' resources. There's information about ministry training opportunities, and you'll get our informative monthly email newsletter. So visit our website at healthhopeandinspiration.com. Click on the Our Journey of Hope logo at the top of the page and join the Ministry Leaders Network today. Percy, thank you for starting this um, Our Journey of Hope ministry. It really is flourishing. It is. Uh, we've, we've trained well over 3,000 churches internationally uh, with this free uh, resource uh, available to any uh, faith organization. And all you have to do is go to the website that you've just mentioned, ourjourneyofhope.com, and register and sign up for free for virtual training uh, that will empower you to be able to go back into your local church tomorrow and begin to start a cancer care ministry and man, will people within your local church and your community be blessed that you did so. Amen to that. All right. We met Lee Baker today. Um, I I was listening for these God stories. You know, he, he mentioned getting the news on Valentine's Day and the mm-hmm. impact that, you know, and the attitude that we're going to go ahead and just celebrate our marriage anyway. There's no good time to get bad news like that, but to get it on Valentine's Day. Um, but God used his attitude to turn that situation around. And then God used another story that he talked about. Let's talk about that plane story, huh? Yeah, an amazing story. And uh, when we, you know, because I try to get a little insight before we actually start recording, just so that we can kind of synthesize our thoughts a little bit. Uh, He said that he had an amazing, you know, God moment because he treated that city of hope, Atlanta, uh, but he lives in North Carolina. So his plane ride down uh, there was a young lady that approached him who he did not know, who asked him if his name was Lee Baker. And in doing so, it turned out that someone that he knew that he was traveling uh, had said to this particular person, there may be a Lee Baker on your plane. And if you sense who that person is, go and introduce yourself. And he said for him, when that person reached out and identified themselves as someone who was related to someone that he knew, he took that as a God basically affirming for him mm-hmm. that that he was he had him. He was holding him in the hollow of his right. hand because he was a little apprehensive at first about traveling away from home and course, his treatment yeah. about cancer and so on and so forth. And he said that just completely relaxed him and gave him a reassurance. And I believe the language that he used that God is taking care of his little boy while he's <laughs> on this journey of hope. So it was an amazing, an amazing yeah. moment. So here's a former missionary who's a physical therapist, and uh, and he talked about sharing his story with his his uh, the people that he services, huh? 
Well, Wayne, how often have we talked about it? And when I heard this, I just gave God glory because one of the intentions of this platform from the day that we started was to open up the discussion of cancer, right? And to empower people not to feel ashamed and hide when they, when they have cancer and when they felt appropriate to share this and open up to family and friends. And this is an amazing dynamic that he said that he began to share with his clients that he serviced as a physical therapist about the fact that he had cancer and that he had some side effects and he had some struggles, you know, with regard to uh, a host of things. And when he did so, he said that all of his clients began to rally around him and love up on him and support him. And he said it was just such an empowering thing to be free and open enough to say, listen, here's what I'm going through while I'm servicing you. And in the midst of that, his clients began to love up and support him. And he felt so empowered because they're now part of his community. They're part of his tribe that is keeping him uh, nurtured and motivated while he's walking through this journey. Amazing. We have so much to learn from each other. And we certainly learned a lot from Lee here today, just by sharing his story, his, his, his story, I'm sure is going to be so helpful to a lot of people who are listening right now. So Mm -hmm. that's how it works. That's why we do this podcast, right? That's the whole point of the exercise. We want to empower people to empower people and to help each other. And we want to take the stigma of cancer off the table. Cancer in many cases is beatable, treatable, and survivable. And we need to talk about it and we need to open up the dialogue and discussion. And I'm so grateful Mm -hmm. that that's exactly what we have done and are doing. Yeah. Let me mention the resource we're offering this week, our featured resource, Missing the Now, Looking for Tomorrow. This fits our theme. It does. It absolutely does. And some of the other things that Lee talked about in the interview was the fact that, you know, with uh, spending time with his wife, he's had to learn how to be intimately a little bit different with his wife because of the type of cancer that he's had. Mm -hmm. Uh, How he spends time with his children, he said he's seizing the moment. He's making every day count. So while we are looking toward the future, we're also understanding from his conversation that we need to seize the moment of the now and make every moment count and every uh, interaction matter while we have the opportunity to do that. And you know what, Wayne? We all probably should be living that way. Absolutely. Missing the Now, Looking for Tomorrow is a resource that you can download right now. You can read it online or even download and print it. Missing the Now, Looking for Tomorrow at Health, Hope, and Inspiration.com. All right, Percy, our time is drawing to a close, but we've got to go back to Hebrews here. Hebrews 13 and 2, our spiritual nugget. Do not forget to show hospitality to strangers. Remember the conversation and the incident on the plane with Lee? Uh-huh. Yep. Because for by doing so, you may be actually uh, hosting uh, the hospitality of angels without knowing. And that certainly was the case. God sent someone to to reaffirm with him while he was a little nervous about traveling away from home for his cancer treatment, that God had his back and that God was watching over him. And today, uh, be mindful when you're interacting with people out and about. You never know when you may run into a stranger who may actually be an angel that's been assigned to you at that moment and time. Well, thanks for joining us today. And if you're new to the podcast, please go back through the archive and listen to other episodes. There's many of them there to uh, learn from. And we always appreciate your comments and questions. You can submit them at healthhopeandinspiration.com. Percy, thank you. God bless. I guess that's it for this time. That's it for now. But remember, folks, we've got work to do. So let's keep chopping the wood. We'll talk to you soon. Thanks for listening to Health, Hope, and Inspiration. 
Health, Hope, and Inspiration is sponsored by and produced by City of Hope, a world leader in cancer research, treatment, and prevention. If you or someone you love is fighting cancer, consider City of Hope, a world leader in cancer research, treatment, and prevention. Our hospitals in California, Georgia, Illinois, and Arizona are dedicated to making a difference in the lives of cancer patients. Our team of more than 11,000 includes researchers, associates, scientists, doctors, nurses, allied health professionals, graduate students, fundraising specialists, marketing professionals, and volunteers and support staff, all united by our desire to find cures and save lives. Visit healthhopeandinspiration.com to view our cancer-related resources or to contact our oncology information specialist about questions you may have about your treatment options. City of Hope is dedicated to tailoring a combination of cancer treatments to the needs of each individual patient. From advanced genomic testing to state-of-the-art technologies and evidence-informed supportive care therapies like spiritual support that target cancer-related side effects, comprehensive services are delivered by a team of cancer experts. Our national network also includes many clinical care locations, offering consultations and other medical services in a convenient outpatient setting. Learn more at healthhopeandinspiration.com.